Wow, what a difference. The Talkbuster Podcast. Hi, I'm Chris Chipman. You may remember me from such podcasts as the Chipman Brothers Tangent and Creating Geeks, a parenting podcast of great responsibility. I'm here to bring you back to the late 90s, early 2000s, a time of AMRAs and clamshells, a time of late fees and VHS tapes being replaced by DVDs, a time of stale gumballs and overpriced candy. Yes, that's right. I am talking about the time of blockbuster video, the Walmart of the video rental industry, the mom and pop video store killer, the corporate big choice video store that everybody loved to hate. Blockbuster is mostly gone now. Kids today will never know the crazy Friday and Saturday nights with lines wrapped around the store to rent the next big movie. No more will regulars who are in the know arrive at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays to snatch up the new rentals that week before the weekend rush. Most of all, no longer will young movie geeks like myself have the memories I, and many others like me, made while working there. You see, under all of the corporate evil and bad practices, Blockbuster was a home, a comfort, a place where I made lifelong friends and even met my wife. It is because of these memories that I, and I'm sure many of you, have that the Talkbuster podcast was created, a place for me and others to share our memories of what once was, of the before time, of the long, long ago. I'm looking forward to see where this goes, how it evolves. Join me, won't you? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Talkbuster podcast one of my many various podcasts, but basically my favorite because I get to talk about a love of mine, Blockbuster Video and the video rental industry as a whole. Um, Get to my guest today, very exciting guest. I just want to uh, do a little introduction for my um, patrons. So my patron, uh, thank you for the $15 or more patrons. Um, Mason, Christopher Finnick, Patricia Chipman, Hugh K. Campbell Jr., Alex Peregrine, Kevin CV, Mike the Gatherer, Tyler Freshcorn and Mark Price. And I'd like to thank my newest patrons, Kim LaPlante, Shore Hanson Gustead, Laura Light, Mark Price, Evan, Dante Tillman, Jerry Cardinal III, and Jesse. And really quick for an ad read, um, as a lot of my podcasts are, this week's episode is brought to you by the Geeks with Shields podcast. Each week, hosts Axel and Ulrich provide a nerdy escape from the darkest timeline. Talking everything from comics to long-forgotten movies and TV shows. If the darkest timeline has you down, check out the Geeks with Shields podcast for all your nerdy needs. And with that, um, I'd like to introduce, like I said before, a very exciting guest. This is someone I've been talking to for quite a long time on Facebook and everywhere else um, since I basically started this show. Um, So without further ado, um, the biggest fan of Blockbuster Video I know, sir, introduce yourself. Tell everyone your name, where you're from. My name is... Shamim Dana and I am from Portland, Oregon. But I originally lived in um, Menlo Park, California, and before that, Flower Mound, Texas, and Oklahoma, and then Arizona. And I started pretty much. I started going to Blockbuster back in nineteen ninety. Five ninety four when I was in Oklahoma from ninety four to ninety five and then back to um, Chandler Arizona and then Mesa from ninety four to ninety five and then to Mound, Texas at the at the Mound, um Cross Timbers location and pretty much I. 
always went there ever, ever since um, when they started doing the game rush, uh, game renters, and uh, and I the one I mostly remember um, um, renting was Home Alone, Taking Back the House. Oh yeah. Was, which was um, September 2nd, 2003 was the last time I've been in a blockbuster. Since since then, I moved to California in 2004. And then I watched the slowly declining, um, starting in, I would say, what was it, my last... The, the decline when it started... I used to go to the one on um, Alameda and and um, Gordon Avenue um, location, and that was um, I used to have a card. It was like the the starting of the dec- declining started in two thousand nine, two thousand. When I was in high school, it was when it was starting to decline. So yep. that, that was my moment to gr- buy all the DVDs from Blockbuster. Some I have, including um, the Jessica Abel one card and Invariable, The Orphan, uh, When Happened in Vegas, and pretty much... Um, School for Scoundrels Blockbuster Exclusive. Yep. Um, and the Superhero Blockbuster Exclusive, Fanboys, um, and then and I got um, pretty much yeah, those were the ones I got for the going out of business sale. At my location, my location was pretty small now it turned into a bank. <laughs> the the only one I kept from um, Flower Mound was the Home Alone Taken Back to the House, which was 2003. And then around, I would say, 2000 and learning about the last blockbuster came into play. I first called them, was curious to see the open wires. Three years ago, in 2017, 2018, and then from there, yeah, and then I just thought, why not, for this last year's big birthday bash, why not try to do something fun and unique, was to have it at the last block, but just so... Uh, I started talking to Sandy, um, first called them, and I talked to her over the phone, was like, March of 2019, and then she, she was gracious enough to actually host it, and then we took the photos, got some shirts, she made a few customed, um, old Blockbuster Renter stuff, which is, um, the Star Wars episode one, Phantom Menace, and, oh, cool. and the Power Rangers, and that's pretty much um, the history on that. Wow, dude. So, um, 
you have a you have a lot of really cool stuff. You've got a lot of signatures yeah. and a lot of collectibles and things. Um, how long have you been doing that? So I actually started collecting the blockbuster. Uh, it started in starting collecting the blockbuster memorabilia was. Might be like 2018 tw- was like the and like 2018 2019 was the, when I started collecting the mobilia stuff. Uh, the first thing I got, which was a signed baseball around 93 94, Wayne Huzenia's signed baseball on a National League ball. Was was the first purchase I made for the the founder of Blockbuster, and then a few days later in 2019, I actually picked up the the senior management uh, 92 93 staff sign ball, which was very unique. I talked to um Tom. Tim Hawkins, which was the senior vice president, he he was telling me exactly this ball, the one I have next to Wayne Hosenia, which is a um, a very unique ball, which um, he dives into telling was was the time when Blockbuster bought Republic Pictures, um, and everyone a part of the deal actually they since Wayne Hosenia owned. At the time, the Florida Marlins, the year I was born, 93, which was the first year of the Marlins baseball organization, which was the year I was born. So Thomas Tim Thomas Hawkins was t- telling me this ball was signed by everyone who made the deal, including the person who wrote the m- Blockbuster movies where they talk about from the employees picks of the best movies. He signed the ball, which which is Ron Costello to Steve Bahan to Tyler Burke, Gary Jones. And basically, it's a very special Blockbuster logo to baseball which was very unique because they only made very limited balls including that the people only who made the deal happen signed them so pretty much it's like only paid around 40 bucks was a very good deal because signed baseball by the senior management 93 to 90 October 93 when they bought Republic Pictures, which and then I do have an autograph from um, um, from the the CEO of um, Bitcom, which is which is um, Summer Rhinestone, which Summer Redstone, yeah, Viacom CEO, that's right. Yeah, so I picked up his book signed the Eastern Press version. So now I have 
the the CEO of Vicom, which bought Blockbuster in nineteen nine. Wayne um, sold it to Vicom in ninety four ninety five, and then after that, it was Vicom, and then in the ending, it was it ended up with um, Dish Network. Yeah, and they stole places. Yeah. Do you know what I found that's really interesting? Um, so Viacom yeah. Viacom owned Paramount or owns Paramount. Yeah. Um, which, and it yeah. turns out Netflix now at the other end of the spectrum is trying to buy Paramount. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just a, Yeah, yeah. So pretty much I thought Yeah, I I I actually got joined into the um, the remember the blue and gold blockbuster group. Couple yes, of, that group was very interesting. I talked to um, uh, uh, the uh, what's the name who was on your show before? Um, Alvy Taylor. Alvy. Yeah, yeah, Alvy. I was talking to Alvy a couple of days ago about he was actually at the mall. Doing like a shoe shoe collection thing, and it was very funny because and he was talking about the new Star Wars movie. He was so excited. I don't know what the uh, the the uh, his thoughts were on that because he was just doing this live video. It was fun, and then I actually yeah also um, yeah so pretty much that. And funny enough, my son's birthday, Adrian, is the same birthday as Sandy's mother's birthday. <laughs> Sandy really? Very oh. happy to meet Adrian. My oh, boy. cool! I, I forgot. So, yeah, you, your whole family came, right? Your wife and and your son. Yeah, everybody. Christy, my mom, my dad, um, and um. Pretty much, um, since then, my party had no, since the last time we talked to Sandy, that party has not stopped the word, I don't think. And, um, as of right now, I think, yes, Sandy told me about, uh, she gave me a little, um, interview, which I did on my birthday, which, um. She gave me a thank you card to to um, the un, unlaminate, unlaminated um, blockbuster um, card, which not laminated from like the yellow card, which I don't know which one you have, but it's the yellow version, and I got like that's so days cool. Yeah, so I got like the last blockbuster stickers to. I actually have an old 1989 um, blockbuster membership information um, packet um, pamphlet. I don't remember when you guys when, when at your store. When did you guys stop doing that or the membership application form, which was from October of '89, which I got. I actually donated the 
an extra of the membership application. The one of the the um, blockbuster video guides to Sandy for her little museum, so she can actually um, have others look at my and and I gave them like the little mini basketball to yep. balloons. So next time, if you stop by the last blockbuster, you actually can see all my. Um, Mobilia that I donated to them, which is very interesting. I when I went to the last block puzzle, it was kind of um, uh, strange because knowing it's the last one around and seemed like it's all a show. Like everyone puts on a little, yeah. To me, it feels like a um, like the Pawn Stars a little bit since it's yep. not live TV, but it, they are. It's a, to me, kind of like a little show for the tourists, pretty much, in, in my mind. But it's also a business. It's amazing how they are still beating Redbox. It's funny. And oh. also with the interview I did with Sandy, I asked her a few questions about Captain Marvel and the most rented uh, movie. <coughs> so for Sandy's um, personal experience... Um, uh, she did a little interview about how many how many um how many autographs do you get a day? She says maybe one a week. We don't get as many anymore a day anymore. Um, when was your first autograph request? Um, it was July of 2018 when we became the first the last one in America. Is my first autograph. Request from a man from New York. And then she said, says, um, um, do you mind signing? And so she said, I started on October, August 2nd, 2004 as a store manager. I moved to the store May 2005 as the general manager. I was 33. And then I asked her if she mind signing for fans. She says, no, I don't mind signing for fans. Uh, her favorite movie is Mr. Brooks, which I'm sure you know that movie. Um, and she said she would love to meet. I asked her um, if you could meet anyone who would it be. She said, I would love to meet Quentin Tarantino and um, Pulp Fiction is the best movie. And then and asked her what was her favorite part of her job. She said, my favorite part of my job, the customers and getting to meet interesting people. So that's her first interview. And then the other one, it talks about um, how block, how the Captain Marvel movie, um, how that gave, brought interest to the store, which um, she said, yes, the Captain Marvel movie did bring a lot of interest to the store. She said about we have we have about a hundred customers on average a day, and half of that are tourists. Uh, she said I noticed the decline in about 2010 for the yep. corporate stores. We did not notice the impact of. Redbox and Netflix and until 2012. 
She said, I feel like Blockbuster got into the mail too too late. The uh, When they did Blockbuster Express, I, I was actually, I saw that at my location starting in 2000 and I saw that happening in the mail thing. I saw that in 2004, 2005, 2006, my store started the mail-in to home business. Yeah, super late. And then um, she she was talking about the documentary that's coming very soon. She yes. Said, yeah, she said, um, it's come along fine. We are very excited for it to come out, which I don't know. What is the update on that movie? Because I'm waiting for that movie, and I actually, the end, and then the ending to the question was, um, she said, I think about, we have about 40% of the customers each day are here for the nostalgia. And then she said the most random movie that people met at the last blockbuster is The Goonies. Because yeah, was filmed in far north of in Akio, Oregon. Which yeah, my and then that. So after that, she gave. Uh, she had everybody who worked during my week of my birthday signed a little thank you card, thanking me for the donation, thanking me to the. Thanking me for all the for having my party at, at her store, she said. After the fact, she said my birthday was the first birthday Blockbuster ever did in Blockbuster's history and corporate's history as well. And and in 15 years at her store, that was the first time she ever did that. That's thought, so cool. So from from your store, do you remember at all? Did you guys do any? Of what Sandy did when your store is around, anything like that in in your mind? I, I like I, already I know, know. Like, because I don't know what. Since I didn't work at Blockbuster, what I did, but I, I actually, you and Sandy are the first two um, employees of Blockbuster I know because all this happened because Blockbuster was one of my um, favorite stores growing up and I just wanted to share my story and to hear your story and and I still talk to Sandy once in a while I don't know what's going on with the movie now Any, what did Taylor say now about the movie anything um, any updates or is it 2021 movies coming out <laughs> right no so so i asked him the same question and you know with him i it becoming the last blockbuster in the world made them have to you know switch the movie back on right so it he the way he said it was it was originally just going to be a movie about about blockbuster he said he found out there were some blockbusters left and happened to be living in bend and said oh there's a block there's a blockbuster right here i'll go check it out and that one closed. That was one of the other ones in the area. So he found the one that Sandy's at now and 
like kind of befriended them starting to work on this movie. And then they became the last in America. And she's like, okay, cool. Now that that's, now we got to film more stuff for the movie. And then they became the last in the world. And so after they became the last in the world, he ended up beating up people like Kevin Smith and other people wow. like that. So actually, in the story of Kevin Smith, this brings into my um, comic book, the movie experience. Yes. Movie? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing some wind, Shamim. Did you go outside? Yeah, I'm actually in the car right now. So, okay. So, pretty much, um, so, yeah, but, so that movie poster started in, um, March 18th of 2014. So, yep. my original plan was I wanted to get the cast of the movie signed, including Hammer. Then I found out that little difficult, so I did Plan B, which getting as many people on the poster as I can that worked on the movie was in the movie comic-related entertainment. So the first person I actually met on that poster project was April 19th, 2014 at BabsCon. It's a My Little Pony convention. In yep. In um, Burlingame, California, which happened to be Tara Strong. I was the first person on that poster, which, coincidentally enough, she was in the movie as a hotel maid. During, if you've seen the movie, during the ending, towards the end of the movie, she yep. says, housekeeping, that was her part in the movie. So that was the first cast of the movie, so... Flashback to 20, again in 2014, in a big, big wow comic fest in 2014, I actually had um, Mike Minolia, who was a cameo in the movie, sign it for free. And then Bill Morrison signed it, which was, Bill is the um, former editor of Mad, the... Simpsons draw the and who worked in, with um, Matt Groening for the Simpsons and he signed it as the first, second, then third was um, Mike Melolia, fourth was um, Sergio Argus who was the cartoonist for Mad Magazine and and so pretty much that. And then from there, I went to Phoenix Comic Con in 2014. And then I had, that's where the poster started to flow, which I've got the, the con director, Matt Solberg, signed it. The programming director, which Joe Boudry was the, an extra in the movie, where he was running up the escalator at San Diego Comic Con. Behind yep. Mark Hamill, he signed it. And then I had Adam West, Julie Newmar, Boot, um, Walter Manuel Jones, Austin St. John. And then, like, about almost half of the cast, half of the con signed that poster. That put the poster at 100 and about 100 and. 200, 300 
of autographs, and then the, and then I took it back to 2015, 2016. I got Jess Harnell, which was in fact the cameraman, Ricky the cameraman, or Ricky. Jess played uh, Wacko from Animaniacs to yeah. Yeah, so he was happy to sign it, take the photo with the poster and sign it. And then there I had Tony, Tony Todd signing. He was through to sign it. And then then I that was in 2016. And then I had um, uh, Ken Hubble, who was in um, Friday the 13th, sign it just because it's entertainment. And then in 2014... Stanley wanted to sign it, but Max, his agent, said no. But he eventually signed it in 2017 at San Diego Comic-Con. But before that, in 2016, his daughter, J.C. Lee, signed the poster. And I had um, people at Silicon Valley Comic-Con sign it. And then I took that to um, SAC Anime 2015. And then I had... um, Billy West signed it, which was the voice yeah. of Fry, Bugs Bunny, um, uh, Doug, and he was happy to sign it. And then I had, same time, I had Jim Cummings sign it, which was super fun. And then I actually took that poster and then waited a little bit. And then I had, I met Kevin Smith, Jason Muse. They both signed it. Um, 2014 at their show Growing Old Tour and at the Improv in San Jose. And Dave Courier signed it in 2014. And then jumped to the... Took that to the Hollywood show. Had a bunch of people there sign it. And then jumped to 2019 at Wizard World. Actually, I had, I went to um, Henry's uh, Harvey's Comedy Club, which there I met Thomas and Nicholas, which to this day, since Wizard World and there, he loved the poster he signed it. And then I got at Wizard World, got um, Kato Kayleen, which some people may know him, may not. And then Thomas Ian signed it, wait, actually took a picture with it, and then... Uh, Lainey Smith, um, Thomas's friend who wrote the book, Handbook for Mortals, as well. And then I just took that around Wizard World and got um, people who worked at Wizard World. Got the, I took that to the first Wizard World I went to, which was Chicago 2015. Wizard World Chicago. Then I went to Wizard World um, 20. 15 again in San Jose, and then 2019 Wizard World. And then I met um, T- Jason David Frank, which was the original Money More from Power Ranger Green, White, <laughs> and all the other um, Rangers. He was super nice, and and I'm good friends with his um, agent now, uh, his personal assistant, and pretty much... Um, and then in 2019, I had um, Daniel Logan sign it, and I had my friend Justin and sign it. He owns the Star Wars store here in Oregon. And then I went to 
Sandy store and had Sandy and a few of her staff sign it, which makes the poster more unique. And at in, in, in 2017 at San Diego Comic-Con, took that and had Stan Lee sign it for absolutely free and took photos with Stan Lee. Stan Lee said, you better get more camo before you can. <laughs> Knowing the, And then uh, um, at the ending uh, on July 23rd, 2017, I actually got um, the president and CEO of San Diego Comic-Con, John Rogers, to sign the poster to, like, end capping the poster since it was filmed at San Diego Comic-Con. And during 2017, I met... The producers, the two, the both producers of the movie, Scott Zacharin and Eric Miederman, who wrote, who helped Mark Hamill wrote the outline script of the movie, which they happily gave to me as being the biggest fan of comic the movie. And in 2019, after Phoenix Comic Con, I actually had. Tom Kenny signed it, which was um, he was a cast. He was in the movie. He played Derek um, Derek Sprang. Both history of the movie. Um, Mark Hamill's character and Tom Kenny's character, Derek uh, um, Don Swan and Derek um, Sprang are actually based on real comic authors. Um, Derek Sprang, who worked on Spider- um, worked on um, Superman, and on John Swan, who worked on um, Marvel Comics. So basically that movie, the two characters that Hamill and Kennedy played, which are real comic people and Tom Kenny at the moment he saw the poster he took a picture he actually took my my items were actually his since this was his first time at Phoenix Comic Con last year he actually took a few of my photos of my items posted on his Instagram uh, Tom Kenny and High Seas which um, I had him sign a Spongebob print, which was also signed by Steve Hillenburg, which was the creator of Spongebob. And he has a photo of that on his Instagram and the poster. Signing the poster, which Tom Kenny announced to the line for two hours. When he saw the poster, man, I got to get this, get my name on this before I die. And then he was actually... Actually, I got both things signed for free because a chip malfunction. So, and then I had um, uh, Ray Park's agent sign it. Um, John Alcantara, who was also agents for Christopher Lloyd um, and Ray Park. Uh, I got um, a friend who worked at Wizard sign it. Went to Derek Mackey, who owns Cool Water Productions, who's also agent for an actor for Billy D. Williams to Harrison Ford 
and a, a lot of the people on his Cool Water production site, which he's a client. Um, he represents Star Wars clients, Disney clients, and I'm good friends with Derek Mackey. Met him in 2015. I also had Steve Grad sign it, which was Pawn Stars uh, authenticator for Beckett and PSA. He signed it. He loved it. He technically, when he signed it, which was in 2016, he technically that is when he signed his name on that poster. It's technically authenticating the poster by him. So I've got him, yeah. uh, Kelly. Uh, um, my friend Patrick, who is also authenticator at Beckett. So pretty much that poster is, and then the ending to the poster I took last year to Empire Con, which is a first ever Star Wars um, U.S.-based con, which was December 6th through the 8th. I actually got... Start the poster off there. I got um, Tom Cathy um, and Eric Courtney and um, Tony Van Van Dam, who was uh, Tom was ten, yeah, Tom was nine nine five. Um, Eric was nine nine. Actually, um, Tom Van, Tony Van Dam was 996, who he was a poster collector, and Tom Cathy was um, a host of GraphCast, a Star Wars-based autograph podcast. He signed it. He started off the poster on Friday the 6th, and then Tony Van Dam, who was a poster collector, signed it. He was the poster collector of Star Wars posters. He signed it. And then I had um, Albin Johnson, the founder of the 501st Legion, which he was founded in 1997. He he was a thousand autograph. Um, Brian. Um, oh, real Brandon, quick. Did, yeah. did you see that um, the Mandalorian used members of the 501st yeah. Legion? Yeah. yeah it's, so um, cool. Yeah, my friend. Um, Tim Wakeoff told me he knows the people who are actually in the film, which was his um, SoCal um, Legion. Legion. Um, and then be- before Albert Johnson, um, I got Matt Bush. He was 997. And then I had um, Angie Mayhew, my longtime friend, which is the widow of Peter Mayhew, which I met. Oh, that was a good story. That was in 19, 2009 when I was 16. I went to, no, 15 when I went to um, Supercon, my very first con in 2009, which was 2009. I met very first time my good friend, longtime friend for 10 years, uh, Andrew Nelson who played Darth Vader from the 1994 to 2006 Darth yeah. Vader, which he was the longest spent actor in the Darth Vader costume. Um, been friends with him for 10 years, and then that goes with 
my second Star Wars actor was Peter Mayhew. I met Angie when I was 15, then met her again in 2019. I attended the Peter Mayhew Public Memorial, which was a very touching and very happy moment. Uh, people like uh, uh, Chase Masterson to um, P- Peter's longtime friend and agent Ryan Zillinger, who is also the con direct uh, con runner of Empire Con, was there. They t- shared stories about Peter and how Peter impacted the fans and generation of Star Wars. And then I had, um, then during Empire Con, I actually, yeah, and then I was talking to Jim Cummings again, which I met Jim back in 2015. Talked to him about signing the post. He said he loved it. Uh, the first time I sent him the, you, he's he meet him and he and him I talk on Facebook for once in a while. Um, Jim is a nice guy. I met him at, in sack him in 2015. The met him again him and again in EmpireCon 2019. And I just went around EmpireCon just getting people on my list, which um, I got fat, um. Brandon Allinger, who wrote the book Star Wars Costumes, which is a costume book of Star Wars, and he's the CEO of Pop Store, the Pop Store in in LA, which he was nine nine eight, and then I had um, David Anderson, friends with Alvin Johnson, for nine nine nine. Then Alvin Johnson a thousand, and then hit a thousand, hit a thousand on that poster with Alvin Johnson, and then I said, "Why not?" I had two more. I had Angie Mayhew, which we all you all know, which is my longtime friend, Peter's widow. Signed for Peter since I never got. I did get Peter on. My birthday poster, which he last thing he signed for me, was for my twenty sec twenty third birthday. Which me him me and him, why Peter and I are so connected. Which me and him share the exact same birthdays, the dates. Oh, so cool! Yeah, so I had Angie sign the poster he signed, and then she signed the comic book, the movie poster for me since. Um. All 10 years, I I technically am a part of the family. So it since the first time I met Peter till now, 10 years, and you consider me family, and that's why I was allowed, was actually, I met his, her sister, Mary, Mary, Mary Catherine, who was the, is Angie's sister met Angie's um, daughter Peter's um, daughter Kate um, Doyle who who do design the most wonderful Peter coins for the foundation, and I actually I actually got to hang out with the family. Angie's doing pretty well, slowly getting over. The loss of Peter, her husband, since 1999. Can you imagine that? So, 
Yeah, so I actually, Peter Mayhew Foundation, I actually got, I, I hung out at EmpireCon. I actually hung out with Andrew, and then I just, there I just, and then the ending of the poster is the, the um, James Owner Taylor. Which is um, the voice of Obi Wan Kenobi from the Clone Wars? Yeah, he is, uh, he, he um, he's a thousand and two. So the poster sits at a thousand two autographs, um, with his, and just waiting now for more camera. And then backtrack in twenty fourteen. I also am. A, I help my friend Michael Dorshaw, which. Uh, he was the first director uh, I met at Phoenix Comic Con, me and him. Uh, we met, <coughs> funny enough, in line for Adam West, the original Batman. Um, he was there when Bat, uh, Adam West signed the poster for free, but not once, twice. So, um... Adam West is on that poster twice because he lo- he wants to be he he assumes himself to be in that movie. So and then after that, I had I I ended up having five casts cast of comic the book the movie sign the poster event. In the end, I had five people: Billy West. Uh, Tom Kenny, Bruce Campbell, Kevin Smith, um, Eric and Scott, and then I had um, Stan Lee, since he was a cameo, he's six, and then uh, and then I had Tara Strong, eight, about eight cast members. Now I'm just waiting for more cameras, so Matt uh, Mike actually got made the Stanley happen because my Mike knew how important that poster is and knew how long we had until untimely death of Stanley, which was coincidentally enough 2018, but ironic enough, November 10th, 2018, passed away of. John Rogers, the CEO and president of Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con. And then 11-12. Two days after that, Stan Lee passes away. And interesting enough, I met both of those in 2017. I got them both on that poster. Now that poster is more rare because people you hardly... And then I have... um, I have um, Marty Abrams, who you may not know, uh, CEO, president, and chairman of Mego Toys, which is a little toy company. If you've seen the movie, the documentary series, Toys That Made Us. Yes, love it. Yeah, Marty Abrams, he signed the poster um, of as well for free because he just loves it. And then after that, he just signs, um, he gave, that was at the Hollywood show 
last year, and my poster made appearance on um, Skywalking Through Neverland, which is my other podcast. I, 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 frequently on. I actually help Richard and Sarah, um, which is a co-host. That is a good story. So, in 2018, I read an article about the first Star Wars celebration, which was at the time basically a con that was at the Westland Hotel, which is a former Star Court Hotel back in 1987, which was the first Star Wars convention for the 10th anniversary. So with that whole lot of stories with um, how I helped Richard get Bryce Eller, who was the original Darth Vader, you all may know from May May 20th, 1977 to 1982, he was the touring Darth Vader who made appearances. If you heard the episode that I sent you, uh, Chris, which which was, um, that is all my doing because in 2018, 2018, Richard sends out a to Charles the the president of Fox's um, the 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 um, publicity side, asking for help. So <clears throat> I message Richard first. Richard adds me to his Skywalking group. And then, and then I I send a message to Richard, just explaining to him how I'm a huge fan of his um um uh, TPZ, which is um a Times fan base um the um the TMZ company's base of fan fiction of the Star Wars. Fan documentary where he does like a mock of the TMZ. Like, did you know Luke was Leia's daughter and Vader is Luke's son? Is that true? (laughs) Yeah, so Richard, that was his um, fan film he did, which I watched. It was very funny. And he actually, me and him, I was good friends to this day. Since then, I actually helped him get two guests on his show, which was Bryce which was, ironically, his white whale. He announced in a podcast, um, on his podcast, Skywalking Through Neverland, He's first he actually dubbed me Skywalking Bounty Hunter, which my tasks since then was to get Richard hard-to-come guests onto his show, which I happened to sit... Ooh, the good story. So, Bryce Eller and I first coordinated back in 2014... Wait, 2012, because at Big Wow Comic Fest, May 20th, 2012, I happened to buy, since I collect rare and unique things. 
1977 July 1st issue of Star Wars Marvel comic, which is, at the time, I didn't know, signed by Darth Vader, which I assume Darth Vader, maybe a 501st member signed it, or some kind of um, publicity Darth Vader, some kind of fan fan Vader, happens to be I did some I did some research in 2012. I stumbled across um, Peter Vollmer's um, article about Darth Stubble, which goes into explaining this actor named Bryce Eller, who was the stand live mannequin of the Darth Vader. He <coughs> did all the appearances from. Toys R Us to the Chinese Theater in August 1977. The Footprints is his. Uh, And the Center in the Ground is his. Basically, from there, I emailed Bryce asking him, uh, did you sign this comic? And if so, could you give me a call at least convenience to tell me if you did actually sign this. He happens enough, he calls me and tells me the story of how Robert Short, Bob Short, his colleague and friend who worked at Don Post in 1977 suggested to Charles Lippincott say, hey, I know a guy who's 6'2 and has a voice. All Bryce wanted was a shirt. In return, he got to play. He wore the official costume worn by um, Dave Prowse in the movie. And he actually he he and I talked and then he happy enough sends two signed photos for my collection, and then agrees to meet me the following year, 2015, and he actually meets my dad, my friend Zach, and me at Storybooks in Encino while we're going down to do the first Hollywood show I attended, which was... Hollywood show is basically a... Come meet a celebrity from 80s, 90s, 60s, and today. Now, like, that time frame, like, Adam's Family to Batman to Jaws, all actors, actresses, extras, go there, me fans. So, basically, that, that is a fun show to go to. Basically, Bryce and I talk frequently, like, almost every day. And then, so, yeah, Bryce, and then, then when I was talking to Richard, he says, do you happen by any chance to know Bryce Eller? I said, of course I do. I talk to him, like, almost every week. He said, good. That He was thrilled. He hasn't met Bryce since 1973, which Richard's. Being a big Star Wars fan since the beginning of time. And he was, ironic enough, at 13 years old at the last 
at the very first Star Wars celebration in 1987. So, so he, I gave him Richard's email. I, I, he asked if it. If you could get Richard Bryce on the show for me, that would be super cool. And then I gave him Bryce's email and number, had him connected. So on Richard's 50th birthday of last year, on his birthday, he, Richard was, Bryce was kindly enough to do an exclusive two-parter interview, which I sent you for Richard on his 50th birthday. And Richard, in return, had Bryce himself and his wife, Sarah, sign a baseball with him. And their first guest, first first white wearer guest on the baseball. And since then, me me and Richard talk. And then in 2019, August... His other dream was to have Weird Al Yankovic on his show. So, knowing my backstory of Weird Al Yankovic, I am good friends with this drummer, Bermuda Schwartz. John Bermuda Schwartz was Weird Al's drummer and longtime friend. And yep. he and Richard co- corresponded, and he gave him Jay Levy's number, which I met Jay Levy. Been my Phantom with Weird Al goes back to 1999, his spoof of Sega Begins, which, ironically enough, is my birthday movie, which was May 19, 1999. I was born May 19, 1993. So I met Weird Al because I sent an email to his guitarist, Jim West, in 2019, telling Bermuda telling Jim how big of a fan of Weird Al I was, and my dream was to meet him. So in 2010, I got to meet Weird Al. Jim kind enough to give me a backstage pass. Then I met Weird Al, Jim, Steve, Bermuda, whole band. And then since then, John and I talk every day, and back to Weird Al on Skywalking Through Neverland. So... I was actually did another awesome thing for Richard. It got him Weird Al Yankovic. So that is another interview with Weird Al Yankovic. And Richard was very happy to do that. He only got about 15 minutes with Weird Al Yankovic. But ironically enough, Weird Al stops at the last blockbuster to take a photo from Sandy, if you talk to her, did she say, did, she, did he even go into the store, or did he just take the photo outside the store? Do you know? I, be- I believe she said he went in, but she wasn't there when he came. Oh, man. So, so do you know if Ryan was there? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't remember. I, I know I talked to him about it. I know some, some, a couple of the employees got to meet Weird Al. I, w- I would love to meet Weird Al or, or have him on my show. that He's he's just such an awesome dude. So, actually, I could... Who knows? I can actually do that for you since I know his drama. Who knows? That would Maybe be this, amazing. Yeah, so, who, pretty much, who do you want on this show for you? For, for, oh, for we, should, we, should, 
we should talk offline about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no. So so I'm yeah, so, saying... so who yeah, so pretty much um now when twenty twenty my upcoming con is Wizard World, I'm debating to actually bring the poster or just have it wait under for yeah, so the only person who hasn't signed it and is Mark Hamill, which I'm still waiting on that, but I sent an email, funny enough, thinking it was Mark Hamill, but ironic enough, is a son, Nate Hamill. So, I said, dear Mr. Hamill, I, I'm doing this project, comic book, the movie. I would like you to sign it. Um, if you would like, like to sign it, I'll be in such and such. It happened to be a son no, thinking I'm writing to him. So, I actually have a chance to get Mark Hammer's son to sign the poster, but I'm debating to see if, if I really should send it to um, Nate Hamill or not, because knowing who's on it, I'm very conscious of him. Um, Sending it through the mail and seeing. And so Nate, I talked to Nate almost a few times. Nate Hammer, which is Mark Hammer's son. He said he's happy to sign it for free, no charge. But I'm trying to see if when he signs it, maybe his dad wants to sign it too. But I don't know. So basically he's. He gave Mark uh, Hammer's son, Nate Hammer, gave me an address to send to Nate to sign the poster. But that's a debate I'm having right now, or just wait until Mark. So I don't know from that message. I don't know if Mark knows about the poster at all, or since Kevin Smith signed, I don't know if he wore the mouth or Stan Lee if, when he was around. <laughs> so. So the thing is, now I'm just waiting until the day Mark Hamill shows his face at a convention or, uh, yes, actually, I have Richard, just actually, funny enough, after James Owen Taylor signs the poster, he says to me, I know Mark, I follow him on Twitter every day, I talk to him, correspond to him, why not? Why don't I have putting on myself to tweet him a photo of me and the poster to him? And coincidentally enough, James Owen Taylor actually tweets the photo he of him signing the poster and him with the poster. So, man, and then I did it upon myself to tweet directly to Mark Hamill. Basically, I have. My Star Wars friends trying to helping out, which is uh, Richard and Sarah. I have James Arnold Taylor. I have Scott and Eric helping out too. Oh, Scott, Eric, Scott actually has. I actually have a video recording of Roger Rose, who was Taylor Donahue. Um, cast in the movie telling me that 
Thank you for being a fan of the moot. Hi, Shmeem. Are you my fellow ally? Why? How about you call me? No, I call you. I forgot my, forgot my number. Thank you for being a fan. Thank you for liking the movie. I'll be signing the post to loving you. Basically, a little 15-minute video that Scott did for me stating that Roger Rose would sign the poster at some point in time. That was after I met Tom Kenny, which that was fun. So now I'm the poster is sitting, waiting until Hammer shows up either Phoenix Comic Con or Empire Con. So basically, that's where the poster sits now. And then now, Chris, for you, I would like to know about your your backtrack of so like your fan of Blockbuster when how you became like how you gradually got into Blockbuster and when did you see the same thing with Sandy? When did you see the downfall and your your most famous movie in your store basically just to hear your story on pretty much um your your side of Blockbuster because um curious enough love to hear employees behind the scenes of typical day blockbuster would be like for you pretty much chris go ahead chris go ahead yeah no thank you shamim um so so me at blockbuster so i so i lived so one more thing um yeah would you say i am the biggest fan of blockbuster or do you know from your past um yeah this will be with the, your questions with Blockbuster. So, in your history of time with Blockbuster, have you met or know a person that is a is a bigger fan of Blockbuster besides me and the group, or at your time at your Blockbuster? Now, go ahead with your um, story about your Blockbuster. Sorry. Yeah, sure. No, so I I've never met or heard of anyone that's that's into Blockbuster as much as you. I think I think it's awesome. I think um, the community of people left that just have a fond memory of video stores in general is just such a great community of people. And thank you so much for adding me to that Remembering Blue and Gold Facebook page because I've gotten a bunch of great guests from that um, just to people that, like you, they just want to talk about it, right? There's no no yeah. one has any negative stories. No one's upset yeah. about it. I mean. It, it, it's just such a good time. I, I I can't think of anyone that likes likes the company more than you. Um, my story with Blockbuster is, you know, I grew up in Lynn, Massachusetts. I still uh, live there, right right on the East Coast, uh, um, yeah. and uh, right up right north of Boston. And we had a ton of local video stores, um, little local mom and pops. There was a bigger mm-hmm. one called Video Craze, which I think there was like mm-hmm. two or three of, and. Then Blockbuster came about, and what I thought was good is a lot of those stores stayed. You know, Blockbuster in, like, you know, kind of the smaller areas of the country kind of took out the small mom and pops, but ours kind of stayed and kind of competed and had some fun. So we got to rent from both. You know, I'd go to Video Craze, and I'd also go to Blockbuster. Yeah, so for, um, do you know which of your locations was, like, the first for your kind, for your location? Because... I know it started in Dallas because Alvi was telling me it started in Dallas in 85. 
But when did Boston get like the free area? When when did your little location open up? Because knowing um, knowing Alvi said the Temp store, which was in um, the Medallion Center in Dallas in '85. But wondering about your stores, is it? So when did your blockbuster come around? Basically, when did your blockbuster go ahead? Yes, yeah, so the first blockbuster I remember. Um, so I know they were in Boston a little bit sooner because, you know, Boston being a big city. But the first blockbuster I remember was the first blockbuster I rented a, a movie from with my grandmother, which was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Ah. That was in like 92, 93. Ah, the, I, you know, I was born, yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm thinking that was on um, Boston Street in Lynn, Massachusetts, um, is where that blockbuster was. Um, and then the one in Salem, which is the one I ended up working at got built around the same time. They were about the same size, the uh, same, um, customer base and working there. My brother, um, was a huge movie fan and he's who got me into movies. He's three years older than me. He, uh, nice. he goes by, by movie, Bob. He's, he's a film critic from Boston and nice. he worked at Suncoast video, um, at the Liberty tree mall. Um, which I don't know. Did you know of Suncoast Video when they were around? They were a, a video sales store, retail store. I think I I saw one store that says like I know there's one that I just went to, which is a based on a uh, like it's like an FYE, but just movies. I've been to that one. Yes. Yeah. So that, yeah. <laughs> So, so he worked, he worked for Suncoast and then ended up working for Blockbuster and then was back at Suncoast and then Best Buy, he jumped around. But I used to go to the Blockbuster he worked at, which was in Salem, when I first got my driver's license. So I would go <laughs> yeah. out, drive around, oh, look at me, got my driver's license. Yeah. What I do, I'd go show up at the Blockbuster my brother worked at and hang out. <laughs> um, and yeah. uh, did up. You know, I'd pick up a video game or something to rent, and I ended up befriending all the people he worked with, and then I ended up getting a job there. And I was there um, from 2000, 2001-ish in that store till about 2002, 2003, and then yeah. I moved to the Woburn store, and then I moved to the Swampscott store. Um, so that's the end. Yeah, pretty much, when did you know it was the end of your time? Because, in yeah, so time period, you worked Man, I didn't, at the same time as I started to end ending of my visit blockbuster, which was September second, two thousand three, which was the last time I visited my Texas location in Flower Mound, which I lived there from two thousand four. Wait, no, from ninety five. 2004 so that was my go-to blockbuster I last time I went was a year before my family moved to California so me going to the lot from that my last time the blockbuster which I it's funny I I, st I I wonder how much that late fee was from September 2003 how much do I owe dish now let me think so <laughs> 2003 till now that's about how much Chris 
God, 2003 to now, and you're probably, what, let's see, in 2003, your rental is probably going for 450. <laughs> um, so, oh God, that's 52, 12, 52 weeks times 450. <laughs> so, oh boy. And then times, uh, hey, that, that's a lot. I, I, yeah, think, I think you, I think you owe Dish Network about 10 grand. <laughs> yeah, so, so what's funny enough, I actually paid for the movie. I I showed you um the yeah paid it paid the fee back in two thousand three, but it's a very funny uh, conversation piece since I still have it, and I don't know yeah so pretty much for you you're down. Do you know if anybody at your store did what I did like birthday parties or what's the behind the scenes? No, what, no. What's so it? we. We had customers, you know, that, that we knew that were our friends. And so, you know, it would be funny. It would be funny because all the people from Blockbuster would close the store at midnight and they'd all be out, you know, out for somebody's birthday. So we'd all show up in our Blockbuster shirts and they thought that was funny. Oh, invite them. They'll all show up and uh, look at you guys. You're all dressed the same. You know, so we, we, we would do funny things like that. But uh, yes, yeah, no, so, no um, no so no one in your history of Blockbuster. With your manager's history that you know of, nothing like Sandy. Nothing like that. That's that's incredible, and I'm I'm so, so happy that she did that for you. Yes. Yeah, so I I thought, what what is the best way to capture the memory of Blockbuster? So after Sandy was telling me the story, how she actually it's actually owned by Dish. If you think about it, technically. It's really not the last blockbuster. It's technically Dish Blockbuster. Last it, yeah, pretty much. Think about it. Uh, it's pretty much now like a Pawn Stars if you think about it. You think? Yeah. yeah. Since yeah, since yeah, it's all pretty much. It looks like when you walk in, it's like when are you actually gonna go? Actually, for yourself, you really should go bring your stuff and give it to Sandy. <laughs> Oh, absolutely! No, I'm plan. I'm planning on trying to get out there this year. That's my hope. Yeah. So, with that work trip you're talking about, is it going to happen? <laughs> I hope so. That's the yeah, plan. So, pretty much. Um, so, do you remember when you guys actually had those application bailout stuff? Did that stop when you started, or was that before? No, we still we still had them. So they weren't as um. The, the, the ones you had from 89 were really, they were really cool, right? There was a lot to it. Um, yeah. When I started, it was just one sheet. Um, and, and we did that, we did that forever. Um, they, they would fill out the sheet even up to like 2008, 2009 when I left. So the, the application for employment went to a computer, but mm -hmm. they, they still filled out by hand and then they'd bring it up and we'd type it all into the computer for them and yeah. then print print them out a barcoded blockbuster uh um membership card right so there did you actually did you keep anything from your store besides i see like the so like since be since when did your store close is it during the same time as my store closed pretty much my store closed oh nine oh ten then that store closed the last my store, my my store was 2011. The, the Salem Blockbuster closed in 2011 because that's uh, a week before it closed is when me and my brother bought the gumball machine. So, 
Yeah. So for the so when you so when did you start noticing? I I noticed the going out of business sale hitting on in two thousand when Blu-ray come out. That's the date. When yeah. They started going downhill. Actually, I remember um, the first blockbuster I went to for the going out of business sale was first to my, my California location, then to the to the Menlo Park to River City River City's location to the other River City location Belmont and San Mateo San Jose hitting up all the stores. That's pretty much, I just got some of the movies from there. Pretty much, I know that, um, pretty much, um, for you, I would love to see your, um, the fact is, I would love to meet you if you do come out to Portland. You have oh, to, absolutely. You, I, the one thing I would love for you to sign is that comic book the movie poster that's oh the... i'd be i'd be honored are you kidding me with all those other names on there yes that so would be that yeah that and the book sandy signed which was the book that gail gail wrote which was the the making of blockbuster the, the book about wayne Husenia. she signed it ryan signed it and then i have um I I wonder if you want to so since I talked to the senior vice president at the time from 80 Wayne Husenia time period which I talked to him because I was inquiring about the baseball that I have which I got only for 40 bucks signed by all the I'm still trying to identify half the names I know like Majority of the names, but I don't know. They don't have. It's very funny. I'm trying to figure it out. So you saw that baseball I have? Yes. So, yeah, since Tom told me that um, that ball is very rare in the case of, as I was saying, it was only from, I don't know how many, he's in less than 20. Wow. Knowing, knowing twenty this these days, twenty signed baseballs from. Do you, do you think all twenty still exists, or is that the only one that exists still? Because knowing Wayne Huzenia, oh, I also have uh, a Wayne Huzenia Marlins, uh, um, like special book, which was. The um the journalist who wrote the book was like a newspaper little hardback book which is like limited signed by Wayne, which I he sent that to me personally for my birthday. This was his last copy. Wayne just put Wayne on it. It was pretty cool. So the first autograph I actually got was Wayne Husenia. Which is oh, he cool. the founder of Blockbuster? I'm thinking. I don't know. I bet it was very. I bet it's gonna be very difficult for you or anybody to get in touch with 
David Cook, which I'm not too sure if he's still around. You think so Neither or not? So was it only um was it only I I always want to see if I can actually get his autograph, which I don't know if he does signs anything or what's up with him these days. If if Dane is still around David's still around, do you think he is at all do you think he's doing anything these days or is he I don't know no because that was in eighty five and now it's twenty twenty. I don't know if he's around anymore. Is he Chris? I don't know. Since... Yeah, I have I have no idea. That would be quite a find though if he was. So how old would he have been to this date if he's still around? Which I'm sure in eighty five So basically who was the so Wayne is the one who take the reins pretty much the whole blockbuster I'm on it pretty much it says founder Wayne Huzenya. I don't know if he's really the founder or was it David Cook the founder because I see both names. Basically I know together. David, so basically I yeah, so pretty much Yeah, so since I have that baseball son by Wayne Thinking about, I don't know, would David be in Texas? Would he basically, I don't even know from you. I actually saw like last night a a member of the the Blockbuster group posted a picture of her congratulations thing signed by John... I don't know if that's an actual signature by John or is that like a little it it looks pretty cool so basically the the key people throughout Blockbuster was Wayne and then uh, Wayne and then Summer isn't it or then it was Sumner Redstone was just the head of Viacom so they owned Blockbuster so, so it was Wayne, Wayne Huizinga, Jim Keys, John Antiaco. I, I think it was Antiaco, then Jim Keys, maybe. I forget the order. I, I actually talked to Jim Keys. Me last too. Year. <laughs> last year, I, I actually was thanking him for his time at Blockbuster. He said, I go, I'll go look for any Blockbuster stuff. I'll sign it for you. I still need to go talk to Jim about that. Also, um, I I actually talked to Professor um, Hyde, which was Wade Hyde, which was the... He worked at Blockbuster from 95 to 99, which I told you about. He... Wade found his, his... employee badge, which he showed the group. Do you remember that one? <laughs> yep. Yeah, so me and Wade actually, he said, once he finds it, he he's saving from me, actually. <laughs> it's funny now I'm getting an employee badge. So, for who should key people from your store that I could get signed if they want to sign? Anyway, for oh. your people. 
I mean, any any anyone that I'm still in touch with, I'm sure would be happy to sign something for so you. I just have for, to for for like Scott, no. So who? Oh, was, so, so for Scott. You. Scott was my store manager for the majority of the time I was there. My friend Michelle uh-huh. and all of these people were on were at my live show that you've probably seen the video of. Yeah, yeah, I did. that was fun. So, are you a group of friends? Who do you think still has? So who would have business card? Because I know you showed the um, Scott's business card, but do you know who would still have their? So who normally gets the business cards? Is it Scott and it that's it. Just been the store managers. So I would assume Michelle had or has some. My friend Steve probably had or had some. I was acting store manager for my store for six months, but never got cards, unfortunately. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. So. So pretty much, um, if you could give Sandy anything from your blockbuster, <laughs> what what would it be for the, your museum when you go see her? What would you give her for? Oh, your- oh God, I'm 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 hoping to. I I have a bin in, in my house, my mom's house where I grew up. That's got uh, old name tags. Got old name tags, and we have an employee of the month placard from the time that I worked there where basically all those people's names I just named were all on it at one point. So, so I, I... yeah. So here's one thing I noticed. I saw like my friend, Josh, um, Joshua Schaefer has this little, um, certificate that's signed by the store director, you know, the store, uh, manager. Did Scott do anything like that for your store? Like, um, I I know um, Josh has like his um, little uh, little award thing that he got that's signed by um, his store his store managers. Do you have something like that from you or not? No, I don't. I wish I did. So which um, so for pretty much. Oh yeah, back to you. Yeah, so pretty much your stores. Pretty much. Um, any interesting behind behind the scenes that no like your like I asked Sandy, what what was the most rented thing from your store? Do you even know at all? Um, so it's it's actually interesting. I've 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 talked about that with more with other people as well. Um, so you know we had like the big movies that came out, but those were never the most rented things. A movie we could never keep on the shelf was yeah. Boondock Saints. <laughs> oh yeah, I think that is. Isn't that the Cartoon Network thing? That... No, no, that that was the Boondocks. That that's yeah. that, so the Boondocks Saints was a film about two guys from Boston uh-huh. uh, who were like low low level criminals who were going around kind of botching hits, like botching these jobs, but ended oh, yeah. up looked at from the Boston area criminal underbelly as like some like brilliant assassins, and they were oh, just yeah hopes and um. It was it was filmed in Boston, or it was supposed to take place in Boston. A lot of it was filmed in Canada, but yeah. um, it became a huge movie, and it was a blockbuster exclusive. So we only had two copies, and it never it was never in. You couldn't find it. So did did you get a blockbuster exclusive that yet? Oh, like an an older one that I I mean I have I have some at my house that I bought. No, no, no. I mean of the blockbuster exclusive of the Boondocks for your. Blockbuster co- so what's in your blockbuster collection anyway? 
Oh, jeez. I've got bags. I have bags upon bags um, somewhere at my mother's house of previously viewed movies that, <laughs> that you know, we just buy. You know, you, you go in, like you said, when they were closing, right? You just go in and yeah. buy them. Yes. If for nothing else, just have the store code and, like, the cool, um, you know, 1999 stickers or whatever on them. Just because, actually, when I bought them, um, when I bought the last blockbuster game from Sandy and they, yeah. they sent me, they sent me a copy, they stuck the, uh, the blockbuster sales sticker on it. Just so <laughs> I had, I, was, I thought that was really cool. So uh, actually, I, I actually when when I went to my birthday, I actually bought a few movies from her and I actually got, um, the game and this hoodie that I'm wearing right now. And that's funny. I'm still waiting to get that autograph from Ken. The one you have on your shirt. I don't oh, know yeah. how. Just so, tell, just tell Sandy. I'm sure she can get it for you. Yes, yeah. So I actually was. I'm, I'm actually still. Does Taylor even know when the thing's coming out? Because I'm trying to no, figure so, it out. So he said they're in, they're in post production and editing on it right now. So I think he was saying that he hoped to get it out in 2020. But you know that's all based on how long that stuff takes. That's already here, actually. Yeah. You know what so, I mean? Before the end of 2020. Yeah. Ho- ho- hope it's on my birthday. Wouldn't that be awesome? So, so Shamim, I actually... Yeah. Uh, we, we, we've been talking for a long time, and I have to get back okay. to work. And I sure. absolutely love... No, I don't say... Awesome. I, I love having you on. And yeah, we should- I would be coming... I would love to come on when you guys... I would love actually to do a thing with Ryan and Sandy to hear their story about how they met me. Based wise, oh. that would be an interesting. So, when's your next one with Sandy and Ryan? Everybody, is that like this year, or maybe you could do it actually live at the last blockbuster? Pretty much. Um, That's actually the plan. When I when I go out there, they want me to do a live show um, there. So, so when would that actually? I actually. Gave Ryan in touch with Thomas and Nicholas, the actor who was in American Pie, Book of the Year, and War Before Mickey. So they're actually planning a one of concert with Thomas and Nicholas playing at the last blockbuster. And Thomas said once once they actually do that, I would be invited down to see. I wonder how many people would actually show up to see Thomas and Nicholas. I'm sure, I'm sure you know who he is. I don't know how many. Oh yeah. How many fans were? Ben, Fence has about a thousand people. So I wonder how many, like, um, exposure would that gain for Sandy? What I'm trying to do is keep that store. Yeah, Sandy told me. That's never, she never closed nothing, not in her. She actually told me the last time I met her in person, she said, the day I die is the day that Blockbuster, last Blockbuster closes. Nice. That is a very, yeah, so pretty much, who, yeah, so pretty much, yeah, so that's pretty, Bent actually is a thinking of, Turning that into a national landmark, which Sandy, I think, was telling talking to you about, right? I think. Yes. Yeah. 
I I suggested Sandy, why not do a live TV show like the Pawn Stars? It's funny since do you actually think a a TV show of the last blockbuster would that be something interesting to watch? Or I know that um Ellen's um a producer went there and did that little Kevin at last blockbuster thing. It's funny. <laughs> oh, it's like really that. funny. I I'd watch oh, that yeah. show. Yeah, that was funny. Um, pretty much, um, I don't think s- if you wanted to, and Sandy was hiring, would you want to work there? <laughs> yes. So, basically, if you actually, if you, if you did want, if you want to work there, basically, it would be a lot cheaper than Boston <laughs> to live there to just go to. Living bent and then scored that work at the block, which I don't think Sandy's hiring this year. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it, it would be a dream to work at a blockbuster again. That was that was my favorite job, and it's it's all because it's because of conversations like this, right? This is the type of stuff we talked about when we worked there. It, it was it was happiness. I, I I loved it. Um, you know, I actually told her, and she said that when I do come out, um. That uh, I told her, you know, you're not going to be able to stop me. I'm I'm going to come in my my Ben Blockbuster shirt and I'm just going to start running tapes out to the wall. Like I want to work a shift. Like that's what I want to do. <laughs> so do you think? So actually, do you? Th- I wonder if do you think you would actually get to meet Ken when you go go out? You think? Oh, I have no idea. The the, the fact that I got um, Ken Tisher's signature blew my mind. She because. They, they, there was a surprise, right? She sent me the sweatshirt, and she goes, um, I put a list of the names that are on there in there. And I looked through, and I was like, Ken Tisher. I was like, he's the owner, is he? She goes, yeah. She goes, it was wild. The, the day we were signing, and he just happened to come by. <laughs> I was like, oh. So, so, how hard is to... Yeah, so pretty much, who else owns that blog post? Is it just Sandy and Ken, and that's it? Or it's Ken, Ken and his wife. Ken and his wife, and San, Sandy's just the manager, but she's been the manager working for them forever, right? But um, yeah, since two thousand. When did when did that? So the other location for Sandy's, which one? I'm so there's two Ben locations. I thought there was that one only. When did that I other one close? There was either two Ben locations, or one was in Bend, and then there were three more in adjoining towns. But the Tishers, the Tishers, I think she said owned all four of them, and she she for a time was managing, like kind of jumping around between them. Um, yes, yeah, especially so all much, they were um, down. I wonder, right, like today is, I wonder is Sandy still getting those interviews, or when was the last time we talked to Sandy? Like last year? Yeah, the last last year was my last show with her. I I. We text back and forth because I um I you know I follow up with them. I bought I bought some stickers from them to give away as prizes for for um, yeah. my shirts. and I bought some new shirts and stuff from them for me and my wife. Um, yeah. but I so, haven't talked to them. I haven't talked to them in a in about a month. So when do you think you're actually going to talk to them again? Would be like sometime this year. Oh yeah, me, me and Ryan were planning on having him back on the show sometime in the next month. So actually, yeah, pretty much when you do ask Ryan if you tell him I'm 
I'm now on the show to see. I wonder what his take on my party was. That would be interesting to hear. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, the poster, the party, and everything. That sounds... That is interesting because I, I think I'm a, not just a big fan of Blockbuster in general. I think I'm the... Am I the biggest fan of that location, too? Or is that... What, what San, basically, when you talk to Sandy about me, what did oh, she, she No, she, she, she refers to you as Blockbuster's biggest fan. That's, wow. that's how she... <laughs> I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so I got dubbed Blockbuster's biggest fan. Wow. That goes next to the Skywalking Bounty Hunters. Funny. So pretty much... Actually, now my... I, now I'm just waiting until Thomas Ian telling me when he's doing that blockbuster concert. Did you at your store ever did a concert like Sandy's about to do? Basically, no. if you, basically, do you think that concert would be... How popular would that be when that hits? Because knowing Thomas Ian's career, which but pretty much you know how... You name all the movies I just told you, and which pretty much you know all the movies he did. <laughs> so, right. yeah. No, she she but, said they 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 do trivia nights and comedy nights and all kinds of stuff there, and I guess the turnout's really good. So that that's awesome. Yeah. So, who knows? Maybe the cons will be the day you go down. <laughs> oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> Meet Thomas and Nicholas and. If you had Thomas E. Nicholas on the show, would you, would that be, like, who, yeah, pretty much, who's your dream people, like, Richard has a white whale, which is, so I would, again, you you know me, I I love talking to people, I would have anybody on the show, and, you know, if they're, if I'm a fan of them, that's just icing on the cake, right, but my white whales would be Kevin Smith, Mm -hmm. Jason Mewes, um, Weird, Weird Al, Oh my God, Weird Al was amazing. Um, Steven Spielberg. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, Mike Flanagan, the director of Doctor Sleep. Um, Scott Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill, who uh, wrote wrote and directed um, Doctor Strange and uh. um, Sinister. Um, God, it keeps going. John Carpenter um, would would be a dream interview for me. So uh, yeah, so. But something I could work on, which I talked to Jason Mews once in a while. Jason's a really nice guy. Met him at Wizard World World San Jose. One of the nicest guys. The day I actually saw the the reboot, um, Jay sent me a message saying, thank you for supporting um, independent films. He saw it twice. That's awesome. And then he lo- he loves the picture of himself signing the comic book, the movie poster. So since he took took the photo with the poster, send that back to him. He said he he gave a heart to it. And then yeah, so for you, I yeah. Once we're done with this, I could actually send credit group send send you Bermuda's um information so you can get try to get weird out. Actually, I talked to Bermuda this year, uh, beginning of this year. He said 
I was not doing any tour until the following year. And the um, big show coming up is Fest of Owl, which is a Weird Owl <laughs> convention, a small little fest all about Weird Owl. So that is in Denver, June 27th and 28th of this year. I'll be going down and actually... I could actually, when I meet the con, my plan for that show is actually either I'm going to bring my Weird Al, the book, written by Nate, Nathan Rabin, or my my uh, Complete Al 85 post, poster, and have people at Festival sign that. Basically, I'm trying to figure out, yeah, so... Yeah, so I talk. I'm talking to the con. This con is run by two women, Rakul, and um, they both a woman-based con with all about two weird out fans. They have like um, Sundays the UHF filming party. No, like um, screening. No, like um, the. UHF party, show UHF, and hang out, watch the movie, and then the main main comedy thing is basically the twenty seventh, the twenty seventh and twenty eighth of pretty much Sundays. The UHF, the main party, the main con is it's all happening at the hotel hotel Fish in Denver, Colorado. Basically, that's my. My basically upcoming cons are that, that, and Wizard Portland, which I'm gonna go see. Um, Katie, Kato Kayleen, which was in Baseball, Basketball, the movie with um, Subpar Craters. He was yep. the announcer in that movie. So I, I got a VHS, which was funny enough, a Hollywood video rental, which, so I'm thinking having that signed by Kato. Which is unique. Also, I offer a topic of blockbuster. I actually got in touch with Mark Waters, which is a Westland based entrepreneur, which we all know how that went. He founded yeah. Hollywood Video to the point it was not based in Texas, California, Boston. Where I am, Westland, Beaverton area. So, during that time, so I am talking to um, Aaron, his, um, which Mark now owns a coffee chain in Texas. So, a smaller coffee Texas chain. So, I've been hunting an autograph from Mark Waters since then, since I'm a fan of all home video, including. Number one is Blockbuster Second Hollywood Video because I, I went to the one in Mountain View, California, which I just like the outside of Hollywood Video. It looks kind of interesting. But Blockbuster, it looks, Blockbuster looks like Michigan's colors. If yes. you notice that, blue and gold. Yellow or yep. blue. Yeah, basically, hey, it's a Michigan-based store, it looks like. <laughs> so... Basically, that is my, yeah, still waiting on that Waters autograph from Aaron. 
I I asked for that back in last year. Let's see when I get that. <laughs> it's funny, right? Yeah. Well, so, it, it's yeah. You know, it, it's been awesome. I'd like to have you back on so we can talk. I more will later. anytime. But I I have to run because sure. it's gone long, and I'm I'm glad it went long because this has been an absolute blast. But I got to get back to work, dude. So okay, cool. Um, so let me, yeah. So I would talk to you maybe after this, and I will yeah. So. I will add you to the Skywalking Through Neverland group so you nice. can actually post this interview there and go yep. ahead and post it on um, the the Blockbuster group. And last but not least, thank you, Chris, for your years of customer service and years of your back pain, your, your headaches throughout the years of Blockbuster, but it's all worth in the end to have you're still around and everybody that you're still sort still around. And basically I just love the blockbuster history of that, what they did and what the Sandy's doing now keeping the history alive. I hope to go to Blockbuster one one of these one of one of this year. Actually this year is my 27th birthday, which is going to be not a blockbuster theme, but since I know the owner of the Star Wars stores, so this year is going to be a Star Wars themed party at the Star Wars store, which friends with the owner, he's co-hosting it, so that's awesome. going to be the big, big bash on the 19th of this year. Blockbusters the Star Wars 2, my favorite fandom. Maybe next, next, um, next show we do, we can talk about the Star Wars fandom, and we can have Richard on telling his time. Basically, uh, that would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. So basically, I can actually. Last time I saw Richard, we just hanged out at EmpireCon, mingled with the. It's fun. Alrighty, so I will talk to you later. See you guys. See you, Chris. Bye, Shmi. And thank have, you all. Have a good day at work, man. Okay. I will. And thank you all for making it a Talkbuster night or day or whenever you're listening to this. This has been Chris Chipman and Shamim Dana. Again, thank you so much. This has been a you're blast. Welcome. I'll talk. I'll talk. Bye. You too. Bye.